0: Big decisions, paths followed, choices made. This is Connections, Conversations about Life and Work. I'm your host, Jim Allen. With me today is author and teacher, Charlotte Safier. Welcome. Thank you. So Charlotte, uh, you're a teacher and an author, right? Mm -hmm. So teacher and author. Yeah. Which do you prefer to be addressed as?
1: Um... I would say teacher first uh, because I really love teaching um, so much that I don't have a lot of time left for writing my own writing.
0: So you have a book out. We're going to talk about that later, but it's mm-hmm. a children's book, yeah. right? Spoiler yeah. alert, right? But we'll get to, we'll get mm-hmm. to that later. Um, so let's go back to the beginning of your story, though. You went mm-hmm. to teacher's college roughly 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Is that right, roughly? Yeah. yeah. So as I understand the story uh, when you graduate and it's a common story that opportunities mm-hmm. are somewhat limited. So you're mm-hmm. kind of looking for work. So tell me, tell me about that time in your, in your yeah. life. Yeah.
1: Um, why not, while I was doing my teaching practice in the classroom that I was working, the teacher had, uh, got her students all to write their own story and they'd made it into a book and it was, it was pretty basic. It was just paper stapled together. They'd made a cover. Um, And I loved this project. I just fell in love with what the kids had done. And I got really involved with this project. So uh, I knew I had to volunteer. And I was like, I know what I want to volunteer doing. I want to do creative writing in the classroom as a volunteer. Um, And I ended up doing that, first of all, with my daughter's class. And then I went back to the school where I did my teaching practice. And uh, I did it in a few other schools as well that I kind of got introductions to uh, one time I did it through an Indigo grant, and um, it, was, it was such a joy. It was to go into classrooms um, and, and get the students to write stories. So even mm-hmm. today
0: you specialize in teaching children creative writing, Yeah, yeah right? that's what I do for my job. Yeah. So what age range do you do? Uh,
1: it's um, mostly grade four and up. I go all the way up to grade 12. Um, And the department I work with is for newcomers, so I do it as a newcomer program. So I work a lot in ESL classrooms, um, and um, they write stories, and usually fiction, but sometimes they decide they want to write their story. And then recently I've been doing poetry as well, which has been really fun. So
0: from the school board or or your employer's point of view, you're Mm -hmm. you're, – you're encouraging literacy, are you, or is it part of the English program, or how do they think of it?
1: Um, the focus is on wellness and integration, um, so it's it's settling them in to Canadian culture. The, it's it's kind of like a settlement program in the classroom, um, but it's also giving them a voice, uh, making them more confident. Um, it helps with their literacy. I've had stu- uh, teachers say um, it's really boosted their literacy in the ESL program and they've been able to graduate more quickly because of the experience of writing.
0: So how yeah. do you teach children how to write or be creative writers?
1: Um, I create a space for them. Uh, I don't think you can teach somebody to write a story, I think you can create a safe, welcoming space for them to feel safe enough that they can come up with a story. Um, I spend a lot of time building the culture in the classroom, making them feel like they can engage with their imagination. Um, I spend, um,
0: So there are no bad ideas. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I've got this, I've called it, I call it radical encouragement. Um, I don't criticize their work at the beginning at all. I only look for what's good in their work so that um, they gradually build that confidence in their writing and they feel like they can write and they start to believe in themselves. And it's a big thing is confidence. Um, But I do teach skills. I I teach them how to describe settings using their senses, we create characters together and think about all the different aspects of characters. We talk about plot, how um, how the plot, you know, has an arc to it and building up. And so we talk about the traditional um, elements of a story. Okay. But for me, the focus is about creating a space where they feel like they can be creative and they can um, make things up, and it is not going to be judged. That's really important for me.
0: So what made you, I I know you you now write yourself as well. So you're teaching writing, but you're not writing. Mm -hmm. What happened to make you want to write a little bit more for yourself? Um,
1: Well, way back I did um, a couple of creative writing courses um, before I moved to Canada when um, my kids were really young and it was fun, I enjoyed it. Um, And then when I started doing more teaching creative writing, I was like, hang on, I, I need to be better at this. I need to I need to do some of my own studying. So I joined some courses at um, University of Toronto Continuing Ed and did some basic um, story writing programs and creative writing to, to get more knowledge so that I felt like I, I'd know better what I was teaching. Um, and I kept doing it because I, I, I love learning. I really like doing courses and I, I was doing... Short stories, children's stories. I did a children's picture book story course, um, did some poetry, and really enjoyed them all. So, um, yeah, I just felt like I had more experience and more knowledge. Um, And it was through one of those courses that this idea for The Cry for the Ocean came up. It was a course called uh, Generating Stories.
0: So, and that's your book. Your book that's out. It's been out a couple of years, I think, right? Or, uh, or is it fairly re- more
1: recent than that? It was summer two thousand and nineteen. I think okay. I published it.
0: What's a cry for the ocean about? <laughs>
1: um, it's about plastic pollution. It's um, it's about caring for the environment. Um, it is a story. It's a story about um, a girl called Sikara and it's a story that I, I wrote for the classroom I wrote it thinking that it will educate um, kids to care more about um, the planet um, but it's been quite interesting because I've had quite a lot of parents and teachers read it and go oh I didn't know that that's interesting <laughs> um, so yeah it's it's a book for it's a book for learning um, and I like I think I think the key message in the story is that uh, we have to care. We have to care enough to to make a difference.
0: So the question every creative person knows is coming, but they don't really like. The question is, where did you get the idea for, for it?
1: Um, well, it started as an adult short story about the plastic islands, the plastic ocean. I read about it a long time ago, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is horrible. This is floating around in the ocean. I should write about this. Um, and I had some kind of idea for a short story and I played around with it and it didn't really go anywhere. Um, and and then I read something about mermaids' tears and it was that beachcombers call, you know, the little nurdles of plastic that you find when plastic breaks right down. Um, they call them mermaids' tears and that stuck with me and I just imagined this mermaid crying plastic tears and it was just it was just such a powerful image for me because you know mermaids are this pure magical creature kind of almost like a unicorn um and that was um, where this story was born with this image of a mermaid crying plastic tears and that is what happens in the story um the big opening of the story is sukara the girl character walking on the beach and seeing this mermaid just bawling because she suddenly realized that her tears have become plastic
0: what what age is it targeted at Uh,
1: it works on different levels with different age kids um the younger kids get really caught up about the mermaid and want to know if mermaids are real um and sometimes they um because in the story the tears can melt plastic people's tears melt plastic that's kind of the the, the thrust of the the magic of the story of, of how they're able to heal the ocean is that people's tears can melt plastic so I've had younger younger children try crying onto a plastic bag to make it go away and um, you know so they they really believe it which I think is is really cute um, but yeah I I think it works it works for all kids and older kids um, Really appreciate the metaphor of the story and appreciate the the sentiment behind the story as well.
0: And some of the material that I saw, some of like your promotional material, I guess maybe a website. Um, you say you mentioned in uh, it's about plastic pollution in the ocean mm-hmm. with a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Now, why <laughs> why did you feel you needed to tell everyone that it has a happy ending?
1: Because uh, I just feel like environmental news is bad news a lot of the time like i wanted i wanted people to believe that you can have a happy ending um i want to believe that we can have a happy ending with what's going on it's so frustrating that was my next question Uh,
0: are we gonna in real life are we gonna have a happy ending when it comes to well
1: i don't know i mean i i walk around in the grocery store and see people buying huge crates of plastic water bottles still and I'm like, why? Why are we still doing this? Why don't we know enough that we're not doing this? That we that we still think this is okay. Um, I don't know. I mean I I I follow some really positive people who are doing some amazing things. There's been in the news about this new type of fungi that can um eat plastic. Um, but we haven't turned the tap off. Like the last 15 years has been more plastic than ever before. I mean, we are still pouring plastic into our world. Um, so I don't know about the happy ending. I hope there's a happy ending, but writing this book helps me <laughs> with my hope.
0: It's therapy for you. It, it, <laughs>
1: well, for you. Yeah, it gives it gives me hope. Um, and whenever I read this book, I feel like I'm just making a tiny, tiny little bit of a difference by maybe, some of, the, some of the children that I read to will go home and tell their mum to stop buying those plastic water bottles in the supermarket and the, the mum will say, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we could do that. Um, yeah, but these are small changes. I mean, it, it does have to come from above. It has to come from governments. It has to come from regulations. Um, but it's, I mean, it's also has to come from the consumer. I mean, every time we buy something, we're making a choice and the more educated we are, the better the choices are that we're going to make. Um, you know, if everybody boycotted Nestle water bottles, they would stop making them. They're only making them because we are buying them. So it's it's a very complicated issue and I was trying to simplify it in my book. And, you know, I, I think I've kind of made it digestible for, for younger people. I mean, I actually did a lot of research for this book. I, I read a lot of um books about plastic and the people that discovered the plastic ocean I looked into all the different issues I mean I I felt like it's it's interesting because it's a simple short story but at the same time you know you can you can do so much research about this subject but I mean that was quite a long time ago and it's it's only got worse since then.
0: So how hard? So you've self-published this, Mm. and that's more and more uh, popular these Mm -hmm. days because you got to do what you got to do. But uh, are there advantages to self-publishing? What are the, I guess, disadvantages Mm. to self-publishing?
1: Well, a huge advantage is time. It it can take three years to make a picture book through a big publishing company, and they pre-order it from China months in advance, and they get huge discounts because of how they order. Um, and pay for the publishing, um, so you can you can turn something around pretty quickly. Um, you have complete control over everything, which if you do I'm it in North like. America, if, if you do it, if yeah, if you if you self publish, um, the way that I did it is um, I started a Kickstarter um, okay. campaign um, to raise enough money to pay for an illustrator in the first run of the book. So um,
0: you 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 said here's the story and mm-hmm. uh, do you like my story? I'm going to mm-hmm. hire. A, I'd like to hire an illustrator. So yeah. people really yeah. get a, had to get hooked on your words first. Then,
1: yeah, and it was really enjoyable. Um, really, it, it succeeded the the campaign, um, and I had people who. I I had no idea who they were. And I did have friends and family back me on the Kickstarter campaign. Um, Everybody who backed me got a free copy of the book, either hardback or softcover, depending on how much money you put into the campaign.
0: So this allowed you Um, to hire and pay an illustrator, mm -hmm. basically. So it's not not a friend. This person wasn't a friend ahead of time. No, no, no. It's Tamara Piper.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Tamara lives in um, Belgrade. Really? And I've never met her. So this we, was an,
0: uh, an internet collaboration. Mm-hmm, yeah, we wow.
1: worked through Fiverr, which is a um, freelance um, website that connects you with people. Wow! Um, so I sent her the story, um, and she sent me. Um, first of all, she sent me a picture of Sukara. Um, and then I kind of sent her back some some suggestions. Some notes. Um, yeah. And then I sent her, then she started working on the whole story. And I absolutely love this process. It was like Christmas every day that I'd open up these pictures. I was like, so beautiful and
0: so your story's coming to life
1: it was it was and and i just think there's something about the way she draws people and and especially with the cover the way these two characters are connecting with each other i really really enjoyed the process of of working with her i would love to meet her one day um yeah maybe work with her again so any
0: <laughs> any projects in the pipeline any stories that you're? Uh, um yeah I'm, I'm nothing thinking, you can talk about i guess
1: no i'm thinking of tackling the rainforest there okay. might be some orangutans involved because okay. I really love orangutans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah, that's something that um, is possibly in the pipeline. When, when I when I do uh, readings at schools, I often get really good suggestions from the kids, and. Um, we talk about possible story um, story ideas, and I, I I love that because I'm kind of encouraging them as well to write. I was like, "Well, oh, that's a good idea. Why don't you try that one and you know write the story and you can send it to me." And you know, so it's really fun.
0: So when you're in front of your students and you mm-hmm. can actually show them a book, that mm-hmm. does that impress them and motivate them even like here's what I've done you can do it too I yeah. was once like you and mm-hmm. you can
1: Yeah definitely and and I mean I mean a big theme of the book as well is is about having a voice cuz Sukara in the story her voice is loud enough to to turn the whole world to um to have this big day where they all cry for the ocean I mean it, it her it's her voice that does that her story that does that and I think that empowers um, kids because they they think oh well if you know if this if this person the story can do it anybody can do it
0: now mm. if someone's watching this and really really mm-hmm. wants to get in touch with you mm-hmm. what's the best way to get in touch with you
1: well you, you can go to the website and there are contact details there this this yeah. one, so it's blue, from from blue Press. Press. yeah okay yeah.
0: a cry for the ocean uh, where can we buy the book if we wanted to
1: uh, it's on Amazon
0: <laughs> okay
1: uh, my favorite way to sell this book is to come into a school and, and talk to the, talk to the kids um, and they can buy the book from me directly in the school. Um, that way Amazon doesn't take all my profit which right. is quite nice. Um, and it's also just so nice to have that connection with, with the kids um, but it is available online um, and I think it's with some other websites as well and it's in a few book, in bookstores book around Toronto and it's at the public library as well in Toronto.
0: Well, yeah. uh, very nice to talk to you today, Charlotte, and uh, best of luck with the book and, you. and, and with your teacher and uh, with your teaching and with your students as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment or if you want to be on the show, send me an email at connectionsvideopod at gmail.com. And please subscribe.